0: This is the Hallmarkies podcast and I'm Rachel and I'm so excited today to get to talk to one of my favorite Hall stars. We are talking with Jesse Schramm, star of the new movie, Road to Christmas. And uh, Jesse, thanks so much for coming on talking with us. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's so much fun. And so what we like to do is we like to just ask our guests to, uh, to introduce yourself and, uh, Tell us, what inspired you to become an actor? Um, well, I am Jessie Shrimp. And
1: <laughs> I became an actor when, I i mean, I feel like I was born an actor, but yeah. I professionally became one around the age of 10. Um, my sister always used to direct me in plays in the backyard and stuff like that. and My mom always told me that for like every dance recital that she would go to, I'd be placed in the back and somehow I would be in the front and the center. So I feel like I always had that like that bug to perform or I just really loved it so much or just got so passionate about it um that it usually led me to the front of the line. But I would say when it came to television or really taking on a role, like I was always singing the Disney songs and always imagining things in my bedroom. And one day I told my mom, you know, I wanted to be on the real TV because we used to take our VHS recorder for those millennials, that's like a really big camera that you put <laughs> on your shoulder and you to shoot at people. Then it comes on a big tape. But um, yeah, it's it's. We used to make little little commercials on our own. And I remember a girl in my school going out for Harriet the Spy, and you know, asking my mom like, "Can I? Can I be on the real TV? Can I have a shot at that?" And I'm very blessed to have a family that has always been really supportive, and all of us, you know, tried to tried to get in the running with things, and yeah, I've had a family that, that helped me, in, you know, me saying, hey, can I try this, and they
0: said, oh boy, yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did you grow up yeah. in the States, or in Canada, or? Uh, I grew up in Buffalo Grove, Illinois, so that's oh. uh,
1: near Chicago.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. So when Hallmark pretends to be Chicago, <laughs> you fit right, you fit right yep. in? Yeah. yep yep pretty much but that's the funny thing too is like I hear recently
1: different you know different friends of mine that that get to do the movies as well they'll be like we filmed in Chicago or it's from there I'm like I never get the script where I'm from Chicago so maybe
0: one day that's funny so uh, yeah how did you uh, were there enough opportunities there in Illinois uh, if you were a child actor
1: Uh, I would say the opportunities that were in like Chicago were voiceover. So I did a lot of radio voiceover as well as commercial. So I learned my craft and being on set in commercial so I can like reset a prop or hit my mark really strongly. And then I say like, I really didn't actually start acting until I came to Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when I was 18. So I moved right after high school and booked a job, oddly enough, on the Hallmark channel on a series called Jane Doe starring Leah Thompson yeah
0: well so but that must have helped you in the birthday wish because you were directing oh yeah <laughs> commercials in that movie <laughs> yes I definitely understood that and the sense and like
1: yeah it's yeah. always fun when you can play something that you experience all the time
0: yeah yeah so yeah your first role was for Hallmark is that correct Uh, Well, the first, like the job that kind of brought me to Los Angeles, I literally
1: moved the day earlier because I booked it. So I I was extremely fortunate to come to Los Angeles with a job. Uh Uh, But yeah, my first Hallmark job was Jane Doe. Yeah.
0: Interesting. And there were uh, four or five of those, I I believe. Uh,
1: Yeah, I think that there were like even more than that. It was so long ago. They were two hour movies, but it was a mini series. For for the channel, so I think that there were like
0: eight or ten. I mean, I've never seen any of those. I've heard about them, but they're kind of the uh, the uh, predecessor to all these mystery shows, you know, that they have now.
1: Yes, yeah. it was really. It was the beginning of like the garage mystery series, and yeah, yeah it was yeah. it was really neat, and they did such a good job.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that must have been nice as a as a first sort of roles to work with somebody like Leah Thompson, who's such a, a veteran.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the way that she is on set with her cast and crew, like, I learned so much from her and was so lucky, you know, am so lucky to call her a friend, like, getting to watch how she was able to to manage the set as a female lead and be so friendly and so professional. And what was really neat is she started directing during that time period. So, you know, I got close to her as a friend and playing her daughter on the screen and then getting to watch her use her director skills and start that. Like,
0: there oh, was just so directed.
1: much that I learned from her. Yeah, I, she started directing during
0: that. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: So uh, you, it's interesting you say you, you were very influenced by Disney because you basically could play the Disney princess on Once Upon a Time. That must have been <laughs> fun. <laughs> I did. I never thought I would ever actually be
1: Cinderella. Like, yeah. I always tell people growing up, I was like, yes, yeah, Cinderella was my favorite, yeah. was my favorite Disney movie. But I always, like, geared towards because, like, I never thought I could actually be Cinderella. Right. So it was, yeah, so it's fun to actually play the princess.
0: <laughs> I mean, that must be a really fun show to to be on, just the... I don't know. I'm sure it's, it's stressful in its own way, but it seems like it would be really fun. Just the imaginary nearing kind of the going on with it.
1: Oh, 100%. And I would say definitely like during that first season, it was really, I got to be there during, you know, right before it kind of aired, like during the first uh-huh. season, I feel like everybody was still, I mean, during the whole time, we're still figuring it out and how yeah. you make this massive set and, and like the enchantedness come to life. But I would say it was, I feel really lucky to have been a part of that first season of before everybody saw it really just like the excitement and the new exploration of trying to bring magic to life with something that yeah has pressure to it but that something is also really fun so like there was this really neat there was this really neat um energy and vibe that was around the sets and before it felt like before it aired not really knowing how people would take it in but really living in a world of, of creating something new. Yeah. Something old but new.
0: Yeah. I was just mad that they they got rid of Cinderella so quickly because it's like that's like one of the most iconic characters in all of Disney. I was like, what? Are they See, here's
1: the great part of being part of the first couple episodes is I got to experience something that, you know, was was unlike anything else. Yeah. The bad part of being during the first couple episodes is that they didn't realize like they gave me a happy ending right away, and then they're like, "How do we, how do we incorporate you without just like taking away your entire family and leaving you for dirt?" I'm like, "Hey, do it. Let's yeah, do it." That's right. But no, they,
0: That's hey. I'm up for it. I'm up for it. I mean, Emma be evil for a whole season. They, they bring back Cinderella for a couple episodes. I know. Well, and
1: you know, it's like. There was just there were so many different avenues to explore and and yeah because I would talk to them really every season they would they would pin me for a, a lot of different episodes and oh, when you're pinned means they let you know you know hey we're thinking about using you we have these ideas are you free these dates so like I would get pinned all the time and I would get so excited and they're like yeah it doesn't work in the story so uh. <laughs> so I was always like in contact with them and they're so so awesome and supportive and. You know, they're just like, we, they have so many characters. And because it was early on, it was hard to, hard to incorporate back. But then they did, you know, in that final season, it was just with a whole, a whole brand new realm of Cinderella.
0: Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't even watch the final season because I was just, I just felt like the story's done. My story's done. My character's on. I'm done. And,
1: Well, it's it's such a, I remember because I got to go, I think it was the season right before this last one, I got to go to the, um, the premiere of the finale. And, you know, that's when I got to see like Jared or all the different characters yeah. where they're like, yeah, I'm not coming back. And of course, I had been out of the loop with what was going on. And I could definitely understand, you know, the characters that you've been growing with and falling in love with, they won't be there anymore. So yeah. it feels like a completely different show. But you know i mean that was that was a huge risk, and i'm glad they yeah. took it because otherwise you know it wouldn't have gone on another season, and we wouldn't know where things
0: go yeah i mean i don't i don't mind them giving it a shot, uh, but I just <laughs> I'm not really actually that much of a TV person. I'm a movie person. Yeah. And but I'm a huge Disney person. And so of course I had to watch once upon a time. <laughs> but
1: well, and you're already like they already took the risk when they started the show by taking characters that everybody loves and has an image of yeah. in their head and then changing their story. So they, yeah. they took so many risks and of course, you know, some are some are going to be the Olympian successor and some are going to be like I don't know that I love that one yeah.
0: yeah I think I like the Once Upon a Time much better than I like the live action remake movies personally uh, I just feel I, they're more I interesting to me. yeah yeah
1: I haven't really gotten into the to the live reenactment one there's there's something that I don't know. It's kind of like when there's new technology or different things, like my brain isn't quite sure. Like yeah. I'm sure in a couple of years, I'll be like, this is amazing. But yeah,
0: I've, I, I stick with once upon a time. Yeah, yeah agree. Good. Okay. So what was it like to be on Mad Men? That must have been kind of fun.
1: Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. I, N- Mad Men was like the second show I had ever binged on Netflix. So of course, like when you binge a show, you have such a different, different connection
0: with it yeah
1: but so it was it was interesting I didn't know that it was the final season because I hadn't caught up completely um so I had I had gone in I had read for a role there were maybe like four lines possibly reoccurring but it was just going to be one episode one scene and um I'm such a fan of the show and I had never had the opportunity to audition for it before so super excited and I went in you get the call back Matt Weiner is sitting there asking you to do it like from A to Z a million different ways and you leave the room going I don't I don't know do I even know how to act and yeah (laughs) I got that role and it was so I love the process of that because they really they, they see what's happening and then they work with that and so getting to go on that show being a super fan having so much respect for it already it was like it was this standard that I felt like I was held to or holding myself to, and it was a really fun challenge to meet that. Mm-hmm. So I got to sit down at like that first table read and I couldn't find my chair anywhere. And I asked one of the assistants like, oh, I'll just like sit on the side of the room. And they're like, no, your chair is at the table and you're sitting down and there's there's John Hamm, Christina Hendricks, Elizabeth Moss, like you're, it was it was such an experience as an actress and as a fan to be yeah. able to go wow i'm sitting at the table
0: yeah did it seem like you had just all of a sudden walked into the 1960s i guess it was the late 1960s by by then i, I forget oh, yeah, exactly 1969. what you, 1969. yeah it was not yeah it was surreal. 1969
1: and it was amazing because here's here's one of the most fun things about mad men too is that it is so particular on details that in wardrobe unless they custom created something for you, you are not wearing a piece of clothing that has come out after 1969. Uh You're wearing like everything. I wore so many original outfits on that show. And that was interesting too, to see the different ways that shoes fit, the different way that underwear fit, the different way that like, you know, just the different ways that you move. And when it came to hairstyles too, like we sat down and tried to figure out what kind of hairstyle there was, you know, I didn't know that people didn't really paint their toenails at the time, so I wasn't allowed to have my toenails painted, like, the details in that really completely got you
0: into 1969. Yeah, yeah the attention to detail on that show is, was basically flawless. Uh, oh, it was amazing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I, I did, I made, like, once I found that out, too, I made a playlist of, like, the songs that came out that year, and, like, That gave me a better understanding of the Rolling Stones, even, you know, when you're Uh looking at it of what was this time period like, what was in the news, what was just happening, Yeah, all of that. You know, of course, you don't see that on screen through my character, but it was so much fun looking at history in a different kind of way through Mad Men. And then also like making that playlist, you're like, oh, I understand the vibe of this character and the vibe of what's going on. It's such a
0: such a neat time period. Yeah. That's really, really cool. I loved I, yeah. I love that so I got a little frustrated with it in sort of in the middle seasons. Um, okay. But, uh, but then I got kind of got back into that final season. It just had to be feel a little repetitive in the middle season. But as far yeah. as the 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 acting, the the and the production, I mean, it's beyond reproach for sure. Uh, and I thought it oh, yeah. I think the finale is gotta be up there, in my opinion, one of the greats ever of, of a finale. See,
1: that makes me happy to hear. I will say, like, I have, I have different feelings about the finale. I like the to. finale, and the, but at the same time, I think because it was just such, such an epic show in different ways and whenever you get attached to something I feel like you rarely ever leave with that like fully satisfied thing
0: yeah that
1: fully satisfied feeling but so many people I feel like were divided on that ending and I was one where I sat there going I'm so happy and at the same time feel so perplexed about how I feel that's how I felt about the finale I felt perplexed about how I felt
0: yeah i can understand that i guess i had been burned the year before with the how i met your mother finale which i will never forgive them for Uh, i thought it was terrible but um in this one i just felt like for a character as conflicted as as don draper is and how you know he's a very complex character i felt like it ended it as sort of in a safe spot and a happy. like not really a happy spot, but like a peaceful spot for a character. And that's kind of, mm-hmm. that's how I think personally, I because I, I think creators want to do stuff that's like really risky and going to be like, ooh, look, we, we surprised you. That's not what you want in a finale, at least not what I want. I want to know that my characters are going to be safe and that they're going to be right. happy and that everything's going to be okay Just- and then I can leave and move on with my life. Uh, and- <laughs> Which is why you're a Hallmark fan
1: but also too too, you know what that's actually a great way of looking at that like with Don Draper and I think maybe even like what's going on in the world now like it still kept him as the the mastermind or that brilliant mind of something in the advertising industry so it still kept him on that level but it also opened him up taking him out of that 50s mindset as well so yeah I guess like I'm glad we're talking about this. I have I'm starting to open my view a little bit. Okay. Oh, but yeah, it was I think I think it was more that it ended him on like that that business approach, which made complete sense because you know that's where he was in the world and the season started. But we had just been through so much with him. I think I was expecting more of that like emotional. pull.
0: Well, and especially I mean, this is I don't know how much people are gonna be interested in this, but anyway, right. we talked about it because it's my podcast. But when Peggy walking down that that hallway, I I don't know if that's actually in the finale finale, but anyway, that and uh, you know oh. her choice, that was such a great moment. I was like, yes, so good. Yeah. It was oh yeah. Really good. Everything Peggy. Yeah. <laughs> Everything Peggy was fantastic. And I thought that things ended really nice for Joan. I was really kind of happy with that, and uh, and so, but, but yeah, I just thought for a character like dawn i thought it was a very like poetic and great way for him to kind of i feel like he's going to transition to the 70s terribly but like this is as good a shot as he possibly could have (laughs) right it was one where i went okay he's still but it's it's still it's still kept
1: true to him being like the genius or the new wave person that he was of creating you know like with with the ad, because if anybody hasn't watched it, I don't want to spoil it too much, yeah. but yeah, yeah. With, with where it ended in the advertisement that they used, I went, okay, yeah. Yeah. it's more gentle, but also yeah. this is, this is a new season, a new beginning and we have no idea
0: what's going to happen. And that's actually a really good thing. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah. I should say for any listeners, Mad Men is, is not a Hallmark content approved, but it's no. still a really good show. Yes. <laughs>
1: I would say yes. It is. It is not what you would think to watch after. Say you watch uh,
0: Royal New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But hey, variety's yeah. the spice of life. So, anyway, that's, but let's- yeah,
1: still a cultural <laughs> classic that was still like
0: one of the high points of of my of my existence yeah I, I I get that so okay well let's talk about Harvest Moon so yeah this movie I really want to compliment you on it because I think that the, your character could have been very irritating and unlikable yeah because you <laughs> yeah. know she's like spoiled and she's uh, you know it's kind of similar to like Sharon clueless that kind of character or, or like Elle Woods you know it's like the, I think they're kind yes. of the, same, uh, the same mold. And so how did you approach it to kind of bring warmth to the character and make it work?
1: Well, I got really scared of the character for that reason alone of going, yeah. Ugh, uh, you know, like on the page, is it so stereotypical or going, I don't really like her, or how can I make her more than just, the valley girl that goes to a farm. And like, that was something I did. I worked with an acting coach, Warner Laughlin, who I absolutely adore. And we had sat down and we literally just read the script together. And I just, I got scared. So I got stuck in my head. Like, I don't really know how to do this role or, or where we go. And we just made her human and, you know, made her not just the valley girl. And we gave her heart, the things that actually mattered to her. Therefore, even though, you know, her circumstances, she's only riven a horse in Griffith Park, like, there there is so much more to her than just the fact that she's had a very sheltered and and different life than everybody has so mm-hmm. i know that peter de was amazing he oh I, I like get overwhelmed thinking about it because this was such a special project we had mm-hmm. only had maybe um a third of the script when they sent it to me so they sent me the script it was only a third done They sent it to me on a Thursday. We needed to start filming on Tuesday. So I needed to first go like, okay, yes, we will do this. We don't have the rest of the script. I don't know that I could play this girl. I don't know that I necessarily like her. So, you know, looking through that script, I got to talk to Peter. He had that idea of like, you know, the Elwood character, which was great because we had that to go by. But then I also was like, well, what about Goldie Hawn and Overboard? You know, so the two of us were (laughs) able to kind of like combine our – our views of how this script went. And then, you know, there's also Sarah Jessica or Carrie Bradshaw from Sex in the City. Like there's a lot of different, different elements that you can bring this to. But what's great with Peter is he has like, he has a little library of references. So each scene that came about, if he had inspiration for it, you know, he'd show us a little clip of what he loved. Or for me, I was super Hmm. uncomfortable with comedy because though I love to do it and I can do it, I've been cast more in like the evil alien, the <laughs> Cinderella that's losing her baby. You know, like I do drama and I'm comfortable in drama. So this was an opportunity to do comedy where Peter DeLouise is a mastermind at that. And so he would have little references for me or he would just, you know, like I have a video online that I posted of him having my feel Ball moment. So he was fantastic at bringing out the comedy mm-hmm. in my character. Which was something that with a movie like this, you know, it it could be just very straightforward Valley Girl on the farm, you know, and like Mm -hmm. very picky moments as opposed to, I think, more heartfelt or endearing or like relatable moments. Mm -hmm. So Peter DeLuise bring bring the physical comedy into it. And it was at first, like that first week of filming, I'm like, I don't know if I trust any of this. And then I'm (laughs) like, it's easier to trust it. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And we filmed on an actual goat farm so Mm. the entire time we were out there we were on a goat farm that made amazing goat ice cream and goat cheese and everything but we chose not to use the goats in the movie which meant that like during you know while we're looking at the harvest moon and having these really intimate moments in between like lines all of a sudden you hear (laughs) like whatever sound a goat makes
0: yeah yeah it
1: was it was there were so many amazing and different challenges during it and like with this character too on the first day of filming we had to do seven different looks so seven different outfits different hairstyles different makeup like it was it was by far still the most intense process of filming one of these movies that i've done but still probably my absolute favorite yeah well, we've if that answers your question. Yeah, I know no, you no. asked me something specific and I'm like, let me talk about it. You did great.
0: No, that that that's really, really good. We've actually, now I think about it, we have interviewed all three of the main leads. Uh we've interviewed Jesse Hutch and we've interviewed oh. Lila Cheryl. So yes. <laughs> we've got it all oh, great. That's fantastic. <laughs> and they were just delightful. And so it must have been yeah. I mean, a fun set as far as just the people you got to work with. Super sweet.
1: Oh my gosh. That, I mean, that crew was amazing. But the actors like Jesse Hutch, he was, he was so fantastic to work with. And like, I felt like he brought, he, he he brought like such a juxtapose to, to who my character was as well. Like, I couldn't have enjoyed that cast like more. Everybody brought such such authentic character pieces to it and it was so much fun and we had so much
0: action in that that we all got to do it was really fun yeah had you ever like ridden a horse or any of that kind of stuff
1: um you know Mm -hmm. I've ridden horses for a few things before but this was one like I've never galloped or anything like that so Jesse Hutch and I right before we started filming in that like four day period of it being greenlit for us Mm -hmm. um we we went to um we have horse trainers on it and I'm I'm yeah. blanking on their names right now. I feel bad. But we had gone and like we were put on horses and, you know, the guy was like, play tag. So we needed to chase each other on horses trying to play tag and like got super comfortable with it. So, I mean, being in the outdoors, being on a goat farm, being in the location that we were with horses and tractors and water supplies and stuff like that. Like it, it couldn't have been more
0: bonding with everybody. It was awesome. That is really cool. Did you, was it hard to learn the the square dance that you did? The line dance, I guess? Not square dance, line dance. Oh, no, not at all.
1: Oh. I love dancing. And like, that was super fun. That no, wasn't. Good. I mean, I feel like I remember someone having a difficult time with it, but I can't remember uh, who, and that's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember someone like, not just, just being like, take me out of the scene, coach. Take yeah. me out. It's
0: It's, it's one of my, one of my favorite non-Christmas. I love it. I think it's really good. I, I, and I absolutely love The Birthday Wish. I thought that was one of the best from last year. I love Julie's writing. I think she's a great writer and i i just really liked the concept of like you get this because it wasn't like a it's a wonderful life kind of thing where but it was just like this little glimpse of like your future and and then what that does to her and i also really liked the way that that script really respected her as a character and her her career yeah her life. like she wasn't just uh just expected to give up everything for uh you know here's this Luke, I mean Luke McFarlane, amazing. And uh, oh my gosh, yeah! <laughs> what a cutie! Even now, I'm
1: like, he has a little twinkle
0: in his eyes, and oh, I'm like, oh, he's he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. I loved it. And I I just I really just thought it was a. It's one of the ones that people were asking me for a, for a recommendation of a Hallmark movie that a, a non Hallmark fan would like. I think this is one. It's just such a well executed romantic comedy. Uh, and uh, oh. I, I really like him with that monkey hat on in the future. Like, yeah. like my favorite. <laughs> well, and
1: again, like Luke can, like, he pulls off, he pulls off, like he's so charming and like, it was, yeah. Well, I'm so lucky with the, the male leads that I've gotten to work with and like Luke just brings that sparkle and shine to it. And we just had yeah. such an, such an awesome, we had so much fun filming together and I love also too that you that you mentioned or that we pulled off that it wasn't her giving up everything. This was yeah. another movie I got yeah. to do with Peter DeLuise who did Harvest Moon. Yeah. Um, and we sat down right before filming and that was something that we both brought to the table of going, I don't want her. I don't want this to be a story of she meets the guy and gives up everything. I want it to be, you know, why can't, why can't she have it all? And why can't it support each other? And yeah. there's the importance of the, not the identity through work, but like she has a separate identity from the male as well as from the work. And yeah, I felt like it was, it was a little bit different from the other Hallmark movies. Like when I was watching it, I was going, oh, I still love this, but it does feel, it feels a little bit different. And I still can't put my finger on why, but that was, that was really fun. And Party Wong was part of that, who is also part of Road to Christmas
0: from this year. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Julie yeah. said that of all her scripts, she, she said it's her favorite of, of the birthday wish.
1: Right? Oh, she's amazing, by yeah, the way. And that makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. This was one I was scared of how we were going to do like the flash forward stuff, the magic-y stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was one like Peter and I had to sit down and go, okay. I'm like, how are you planning on doing this? What is the lighting going to be? Are you like... There were so many funny stories from that movie as well. We had such a good time.
0: Well, and what was really cool, too, is that uh, the, the relationship with Marcus Rosner's character, it was like a decent relationship, and they had, they had talked about what their goals and dreams were, and he, that was what he yeah. was going with, and then she changes because she sees this new insight into her life, and so you can't really blame the guy for, like, continuing on their agreed-upon yeah. relationship. So it just made it better than like the evil that, guy. Right. Well, and that was, that was, a, well, thank
1: you for saying that. Cause that was another thing that was really important to us is going with, and Marcus, so good. Like I said, everybody's yeah. amazing, but <laughs> everybody like with that relationship, it was also important to us to make that a real relationship of going, okay, there is something missing, but it is still a functioning relationship and they're still going about it but really like there's always been something that hasn't been completely hitting the mark in it. Like there's yeah. nothing horrible. There's nothing horrible that happens. There's nothing evil about it. It's just going, yeah, we have a real relationship and there are parts maybe that don't completely match up, but like, it wasn't like this new guy came along and it's like, Ooh, now I'm done with you. It's, Oh wow. I'm realizing what I've been missing. And this is really, this is really sad. This is upsetting, but that that was never something that was here in this yeah. relationship.
0: Yeah. All yeah. right. Well. uh, So real quick, let's talk about Royal New Year's Eve. Was that fun to be yes. in a Prince Hallmark Princess movie?
1: It was. It yeah. was really fun, and you know, of course, everybody on set was like, "It's your Cinderella moment." So, you're like, like I've we already had, had that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, but now I'm in a pink dress. Um, yeah. It was really fun. It was, an, um, I mean this was I feel like this was all the movies that I've done of for Hallmark have all had um I don't know what the words are that I'm trying to find but go ahead with asking me your question again. Okay
0: no. <laughs> I mean it just uh it looked like it was would be fun that that dress must have been uh must have been fun to to put on.
1: That dress. Let me just tell you about that dress. Um for this because of legal reasons and because in the script we needed a custom dress like uh-huh. the whole script was all about this dress yeah and this was another movie that came along where we didn't realize that we couldn't just like take another dress and then customize it through that and needed to be built from ground up and this was one where on a saturday we find out that we need this dress and it needs to be this way and so um this dress was one where literally right before the scenes where I'm pulling it on, like even during rehearsals, it wasn't completely ripped off. Like we were still, the ladies were still sewing it on me. We were still getting this together. And so the reveal of that dress really was like A the reveal. major reveal of the movie and the scenes piece of like, ah, oh, look at the dress. <laughs> That's yeah. True. But we did not have that dress until really like it was, being made in the process all last minute. So and it fits so, like I felt so beautiful in it. It was such a pretty dress. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. It was beautiful. And yeah, it definitely complimented uh like your blonde hair and blue eye, you know, this pink blush pink oh, thank dress. You. very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And it must have been fun to to work with Sam Page and that whole cast.
1: Oh my gosh. Once again, like Sam Page, I have like, I have the biggest work crush on him. Like he's awesome as a human uh-huh. being. He is so awesome. And working with him was just so much fun and it was so easy. And like this entire cast, like we even had Hayley Sales, um, Andrew, like we just, we had really great humans that were really, really down to earth. And I felt like really everybody, everybody, was able to make something special and real come to the scenes and we had such a good time and our director monica really was really about you know making it making it relatable but making it about the emotion and the humans
0: uh-huh. and the characters yeah yeah, that's really cool. That's what I like to hear. Like Sam
1: Page again, he also has that like twinkle in his eye where you're yeah. like, stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did. Stop, you just like radiate twinkles. We did our Hunks of Hallmark uh, podcast where we're ranking the yeah. Hallmark and, uh And he was mentioned, so. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, a, oh no. He I just meant. like, he like walks and you're like, how cute is he? Yeah, as was Luke McFarlane. So, uh, it's but, true, it's true. <laughs> Uh, but let's talk about the road to Christmas. That's coming out this weekend. Yay. And yes. can you tell us a little bit about uh, the story, without spoilers. Yes. So I play a character named Maggie Bark,
1: Maggie Parker, and she is a TV producer. And she produces a show for Julius uh, Julia Wise, who's kind of like the Martha Stewart of okay. of this world. And so I'm getting ready to produce her Christmas pageant, like her Christmas TV special. And the network's getting a little concerned because they don't want to do it live. And I'm sitting here being like, hey, guys, you know, let's get into the 21st century. Let's do this. And so they're getting concerned. And Julia Wise brings her son, Danny Wise, who's played by Chad Michael Murray. She brings him to help produce. And he is way more traditional. So he wants things very much by the book, very much by what they've done. Keep it safe. And I'm saying, let's, let's make this exciting. Let's bring something new. Let's make new traditions. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh-huh. So we are now put on a team to bring the show to life. And of course, in the process, our budding heads. But so we settle on the idea of going on a road trip where we will have recorded segments. But in the process, we'll have like live interviews. And then that we can sprinkle through the live show. So we will have traditional as well as new tradition, oh, okay. And in this process... I, I surprised Danny by going to pick up his brothers because him and his family don't really spend Christmas with each other. And his brothers are adopted, which is why we call them the three wise men. And I've come up with this mastermind plan to bring them to Julia Wise and be like, here is your best Christmas gift on Christmas. And it's, it's a story very much about, about family coming together, about letting your past be healed, about reconciling, and also really much about being in the moment, as well as, as well as creating, like, a great presence to move forward.
0: Oh, that's a really interesting description, because in the, uh, in the poster, in the publicity, I was like, they don't actually mention a road trip, and so I was like, where's the road? I think it's a cooking show. Yeah, I was like, should this be called the recipe of Christmas or something? I'm like, I'm very confused where the road is, (laughs) that makes sense, okay, so it's The kind poster
1: of- when I saw it, I was like, "Wait a second, we're not a cooking show." But, <laughs> and yeah, we haven't really brought up like the whole plotline of of the adopted brothers and everything because what's what's really neat about this script in this movie, which I felt was similar to Royal New Year's Eve, is it's very much an ensemble cast. So it's not just main girl, main guy, see what happens. It very much includes other characters, and that's why I loved Royal New Year's Eve. And when I read this one, I went, "Yes!" Like we get, we get an ensemble piece, which means there's more than one story happening that all, you know, come together. Um, but this is one, like there is the road trip involved and, and we don't really get that from the advertisements, but it's, it's what this movie is and it makes it really fun.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. I think that sounds fun. So it's, it's part sort of family reunion kind of, and part of this, this filming the show.
1: Yes, it's the it's the filming of the show. It's part family reunion and it's very much arguing as what is tradition. You know, can't can't tradition be made new or uh, it, it doesn't need to be stuck in your old ways. Like you can still have a great time while creating something new. Yeah.
0: Well, and it has a pretty great cast. I mean, yeah, Chad, Michael, Murray. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, a yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. yeah we get him twice this year for Hallmark so that's exciting and already in the beach house oh that's right yeah yeah so it's pretty fun
1: no I mean Chad was so much fun to work with like it was it was really fun because I felt like we were on the same page with like our characters and bringing things to the scenes and he was always so prepared and he also too he he has a directorial mind so he he got to bring like a lot of a lot of his ideas to the scenes and maybe the shots that were happening. So it was, everyone was so much fun. And like Chad was, Chad was amazing to like have as my partner in crime in this. Uh-huh.
0: Cool. Yeah. And uh, Tara Rothery, someone we love, she's in a ton of stuff. Yes. She's, she's, really she
1: great. also, again, as a human being, so fantastic. And also just, she brought so much. She brought a reality to the character as well as so much personality, and it was really great. Watching her work is really fun. Uh huh.
0: Yeah. And uh, so that's really cool. We're excited for it. Excited to see it. And uh, it should be. It's. I. It's probably my most anticipated of this weekend of the three, to be honest. <laughs>
1: Oh yay. Yeah, yeah. That makes me so
0: excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So real quick. What else is premiering this weekend? Uh this weekend we have uh Christmas Joy, which I am looking forward to because of the writer and I love Daniel Panabaker, she's amazing. Uh so I'm looking forward oh, to yeah. that. But um Tracy Andreen uh, is is the writer on it and she's the best so i I'm, I'm looking forward to that uh but then also uh they have marrying father christmas which is part of this this series that is not for me is not my favorite okay. <laughs> gotcha yeah good. but everybody okay. else yeah. most everybody else loves it so they will love it and hopefully they'll okay. be surprised and will win me over who knows i always try to have an open mind. right <laughs> but, yeah but, good yeah um, Real quick, before we go, uh, we like to ask just some fun, silly Christmas questions of our guests. Yeah. Okay. So first question, what is your favorite holiday drink?
1: Eggnog. Even though I don't do dairy anymore, so I have to find like, so I'm on nice. a hunt to find the best non-dairy eggnog.
0: Okay. If anybody has any recommendations, put in the comments. Uh, yeah. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat?
1: Oh, sugar cookies. Yeah. I love sugar cookies. Yes.
0: It's pretty delicious. Um, okay. But what like is the your... soft ones, like the thick yeah. soft ones? Yeah. yeah. What is your favorite Christmas Carol or song?
1: Ooh, Silent Night has always been my favorite as a kid. I don't know if it is so much as an adult because I haven't listened to it that often. <laughs> but Silent Night is Christmas to me. I but you know what? I will say every Christmas, like that's like that's my traditional one. That's my like, you know, Chad Michael yeah. Murray one for the movie. I would yeah. say always um, Mariah Carey. Yeah. You,
0: you can't go wrong with anything Mariah Carey for Christmas. She's one of the queens of Christmas. There's no doubt. Uh, okay, yeah. what is your favorite Christmas movie? And you you can pick Hallmark, non-Hallmark, whatever you want. Is there one?
1: Oh there? wow! I feel like Elf is a staple. Yeah. I don't know that it's like the one that always hits home for me, but Elf is one that, like, on Thanksgiving, yeah, the night of Thanksgiving or the night after, I always watch
0: Elf. So, like, that sets up Christmas to me. It's so funny. You can't go wrong. It's so good. Elf. Yeah, exactly. You sit on a throne of lies. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite yeah. holiday tradition that you like decorating the tree, or something that you particularly love? You
1: know, what? I would say. I realized the other day, the one tradition that I know is part of every year, like when I'm at home with my family is on my dad's side, my uncle Jerry bakes chocolate chip cookies. So it goes against my sugar cookie. But Uh (laughs) he makes chocolate chip cookies that like, we will travel to have these cookies. Like this is a recipe, no one knows what's in it. But it's amazing. So I mean, I would say really, I guess the tradition that I love most is even as painstaking and as stressful as it can be sometimes coming home for Christmas is my favorite yeah. tradition. Yeah. That's really Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you, have, what's a memorable Christmas gift you either have given or received? Like, do you have your red rider? Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I had like, I had a gift that my mom gave me that was very sentimental, which is from my great grandma that she like used to wear, um, on her bra strap every day is like you know uh, as protection Uh so that was something very sentimental that I'd gotten from my mom but I would say like the favorite gifts that I've gotten in the last like yeah the favorite gifts that I remember is it wasn't even a gift for me but on my dad's side we do uh, the white elephant which we also do in the movie but we do Uh like gifts under five dollars so you can do five dollars or you you regift gift something. Yeah. And my dad, um, my dad is a screen printer and he makes t-shirts and he had put like this weird baseball TV t-shirt in there that said like meat hooks or like something really weird and like put a Red Bull in a box. And my grandma at the age of like 95 opened this And she's holding a Red Bull in one hand and like this baseball tee up that says meat hooks. And it's still like the best gift I've ever seen received and given. It was amazing. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, All right. So you say like your favorite (laughs) gift and I'm like her in a meat hook shirt. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love it. So weird. These are mass produced. Um, Okay. Uh, Which do you like better Scrooge or the Grinch? The Grinch. Okay. Clear lights or colored? Clear lights. Yeah. Uh, are you? A, would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper? <laughs> I'm a creative gift wrapper. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, yes.
0: If I really focus, I can be a good gift wrapper. But most of the time, I'm just like, where's the uh-huh. gift bag? Gift bag is so... <laughs> so easy.
1: Yeah. I always forget that gift bags are a thing, which is yeah. why I'm a creative rapper. Like yeah. gift bags are so easy, but maybe they're too easy. And that's why I'm like, no, can't do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? And what is your ugliest Christmas sweater?
1: You know, I don't have an ugly Christmas sweater, but I do have a Christmas sweater. I don't, I think I got it at like a clothing swap or it was someone's could have even been like Leah Thompson hand-me-down that she gave me but it's this it's this red red vintagey sweater that um has like a has a Budweiser logo on it but it's like (laughs) it's an old yeah it's, Yeah. it's like it's this old um it's this old setting of like horses going on a prairie that's like woven into this sweater and it's like it's a very classy Budweiser you know logo but it's it's this vintagey sweater and that one hundred percent is my Christmas sweater. I know it doesn't really like go with the theme of Christmas, but like the theme of the horses and the snow and woven into a red
0: sweater, it's yeah. my favorite. It's on brand. It's red. It counts. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I didn't even know that it said Budweiser until someone's like, Oh, is that appropriate? I'm like, Why? <laughs>
0: That's funny. Someone's like, like of
1: course it is. And I'm like, so, oh, I get it.
0: So it's like judging your sweater appropriateness. That's funny. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> like, you're not even wearing one. So, yeah. no. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you've been a delight. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to. Talk to me, and uh, yeah. I know that people, uh, our listeners will really enjoy, uh, and, and this has been really fun. Hopefully, we can have you on again, and uh, we look forward to seeing the Yeah. Movie. Do you have um, social media you'd like to share?
1: I do. On Twitter and on Instagram, I am under J Schrammer,
0: so J-S-C-H-R-A-M-E-R. Um, yeah, and those are what I'm most active on. Awesome. Well, I will have links to all of that in the description so people can follow you and check you out on those uh, social media. And uh, thanks again for taking the time to talk to talk to me. It was really fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. <laughs> Bye. All right, thank you. Bye. Well, that was so much fun to have Jesse on the podcast. Really enjoyed it. I hope you guys did too. Let us know what you thought uh, on Twitter or on the comment section, please uh, put in your uh, ratings on iTunes. We really appreciate it in your reviews. Give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, please follow us on social media all over at East Pod. You can follow me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. I, I really appreciate that. And we hope you all enjoy the movies this weekend and have a very, very Merry Christmas. We will talk to you later. Bye!